did your covenant, tore down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the, with the sword. I'm the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. The Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountain apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a, fi a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mountain, mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? Now if you would please direct your eyes to the screens for the summer highlight video, courtesy of Avery Long. Enjoy. Oh, give me your song, sing it with all your might. Come to the fountain and you can be satisfied. There is a peace, there is a love, you can get lost inside. Come to the fountain and let me hear you testify.
Um, hi. Good morning. Near the beginning of the summer, the Church of the Palms Youth Group. We, oh, oh, I'm Ava. Hi. <laughs> okay. Near the beginning of summer, the Church of the Palms Youth Group went on a five-day trip to Lakeland, Florida. There, our, our group's job was to serve. It was the best job we could have ever hoped for. We went to the Boys and Girls Club to help out with little kids who weren't as fortunate as us. There were many highlights during this trip, but the biggest for me was seeing the kids' smiles every time we went there. They were always so happy to see us. Although it was supposed to be serving, it was more like just playing and spending time with these wonderful kids who were so grateful for us being there. Their smiles would just totally brighten up the room. But having to leave them was one of the hardest things I've ever done. Most of them were crying and just tackling us to the ground to try and keep us there. When we weren't working with the kids, we stayed at Southeastern University, where at night, <laughs> we experienced amazing worship services. I could have listened to the speakers for hours. He was so wonderful, and he had so many great stories to tell. I learned about sin, salvation, sanctification, and starting over. The morning worships were always hilarious, and also let us know what activities we could do during free time that afternoon. I think this trip has personally brought me closer to my church family and closer to God. On this trip, it felt like you, we could just open up and no one would judge us. None of the judgment from others at home could ever follow us there. We were all just there with God and our youth group. For me, that trip was just a safe place to just worship and serve with no distractions. In conclusion, this trip was an experience that I will never forget, and I don't think anyone else on the trip will forget it either. Thank you. Yeah, bye. Right. Good morning. morning. My name is Jared Roman, and I'm a sophomore at Cardinal Mooney High School. Today I'm going to tell you about my experiences at Urban Serve. I've done the Urban Serve trip twice, and it's changed my life for the better. The whole trip was amazing from the very start. After our long bus ride to Georgia Tech, the whole staff was super nice to me, and all the other students who had done it before were excited out of their minds, and I would soon see that it was for a good reason. During the day, we would be at a place called Redemption Community Church. Church of the Palms has been coming to Redemption for three years, and we love it with all our hearts. At Redemption, we had the privilege to spend the day with a big group of the most joyful children you will ever see. We were there to help with the summer camp and entertain the kids, which was not very hard. All the kids there were just so excited to sit and talk with you. We did all sorts of activities with them, such as basketball, watercolors, and face paint. But when I try to paint faces, it just turns into this multicolored blob. <laughs> One of the best parts of the trip was to watch all the students from Church of the Palms around me, striking up conversations with the kids about God and letting them know that God loved them. It blows my mind the kind of relationships you can create with just one week. We had such a strong link with these kids that by the end of our trip, we were scrambling around trying to get their emails so we could keep in touch. Another part of Urban Serve that was special to me were the evening worships. This past summer was great. The band was super into it to the point where everyone was on their feet at some point waving their hands up in the air. The speaker was awesome too. He had a different way of sharing the message of God. Like he would talk about actual Bible stories and then relate them to experiences that he's had in his life. He would definitely keep you interested. After worship, we would all head back to whatever room we decided to go to for our group discussion. This is where we would talk about our favorite moments from that day and how we could see God. 
I always love bonding with the students in our group and seeing everyone open up to each other. The group at Church of the Palms has definitely become a second family to me. So to wrap it up, Urban Serve was a trip I went on at first just to get to know people and try to do some good for the kids at Redemption. But I think they may have done just as much good for me. Seeing God act through the nonstop love from these children changed me in a great way. And I'm happy to say that God spoke to me through this trip. I remember vividly one night after worship, God's presence was so intense that I had to sit down outside for a minute just to take it in. This trip has been one of the best ways for me to clearly see God, and I highly recommend it to anyone who wants to get to know God a little better. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Sawyer Lang, and I'm going to be a senior this year at Sarasota High School. That's kind of weird to say. Uh, this will be my 16th year at Church of the Palms, and uh, I've been here since I was a little teeny tiny baby in the nursery, so this has become a second home to me, and one I can get to quick since I live right across the street. <laughs> the people here uh, in this congregation are more than that, and this is, not, this is more than just a church. Each and every one of you is a part of my family that has shaped me to be the person I am today. From the nursery and daycare to summer camp and confirmation, it has all flown by. But every summer is what I love most about being part of this family. I'm going to go off on a tangent now, and that's okay, because I've heard you, I'm sure you've heard some of Pastor Steve's sermons. <laughs> My nana was born in Bell, West Virginia. Bell is a tiny one-horse town with a population of only 1,300 people. Bell sits on the Conowa River, surrounded by mountains. My nana loved the mountains. Uh, even when she moved down here with my grandpa and their three crazy daughters, she corralled the family every chance she could to go vacation in Asheville. Now, I've lived in Sarasota for 17 years, and the closest thing we have to the mountains is the Sowery Fields Hill, which people love to exercise on, and I don't know why. <laughs> Moreover, this is my fourth year coming to Montreat, and possibly my last as college admissions approach. As I prepared myself to take in nature and as much as I could, since this might be my last trip, on a bus full of loud and obnoxious teenagers. It was difficult, but I was able to focus out the window. I can say this because I love them. When we crossed the state line, uh, I just began to look out the window and I felt at home. I could see the, in the distance the chisels in the rock that God had worked with such ascetic perfection. I sat in awe and continued my gaze, not intending to draw away from it. About 20 minutes later, we passed the Montreat gates. These gates serve a different purpose than most gates. Uh, as instead of keeping everyone out, they let every single person in. Since this was my fourth year, the friends I had met and the relationships I had uh, grown have all come back, greeting me with big bear hugs and big smiles. The week was amazing, and I focused on my surroundings and the beauty of Montreat as much as I could. On the last day, we hiked out uh, Lookout Mountain in the morning. It's a long process that involves getting up at 5.30 in the morning to basically climb up 60 flights of stairs. And these stairs aren't normal stairs, stairs, no. These guys are at least up to your knees, so you're kind of like hurtling every single step up this huge mountain. Sounds fun, right? But in the end, it's all work it, worth it. The top of the mountains is like nothing else. I stood in awe. I could see for miles as a mirage of fog gathered over the forest below, at which struck me with beauty. Standing on this hilltop, I was at the zenith of the mountains. The sun looked like a golden medallion. Out of the darkness into the light, it jumped over the tops of the hills, giving every cloud on God's earth a silver lining. The array of colors formed a watercolor painting. The reds formed with the yellows to blend an orange. 
pink dashes and blue shades, I stood above all I had suffered through. As I surveyed the landscape, I could not tell once where heaven began and the earth stopped. I felt weightless. The taste of the mountain air tickled my tongue. The sun embraced me with its warmth, and a gospel of birds sang below, an angelic hymn. I had no worries, no sense of time, and I stood at the foot of my creator. This moment is one that I will never forget, and whenever I'm struggling to use this, I use this moment to hang on. You go to Montre with anxiousness and nervousness and excitement, but you leave with nothing but blissful memories. Coming off my tangent, my Nana passed away last year. She was the most selfless woman in the world and my spiritual role model that laid down the foundation for my faith. I thank God for her love and wisdom she gave me every day. Now, like I said earlier, my Nana's heart gravitated towards the mountains. And whenever I'm up at Montreat, I feel like our hearts reunite. Everything weighing on my mind disappears. My heart will forever be in Montreat. Thank you so much for making this possible through everything you do. I love you all so much. Good morning. <laughs> My name is Rachel Mallet, and I am also a senior at Sarasota High School. I went on four trips with the youth group this summer, but I'm here to discuss my week in Nicaragua, which surprised me in so many new ways. As this being my third trip there, I was not prepared to be shaped and inspired by the Nicaraguans as heavily as I had this year. Going into the week, I was less eager than I had been previously because I wasn't prepared to be shaped. I wasn't prepared to leave behind my life back home for the week. I was tired of traveling and nervous that my Spanish would be a lot worse than the year before. And honestly, it really, really was. I think the most complex sentence I constructed was no mas exercicio para el año, which is really important. It means no more exercise for the year. The summer felt different for me. And for that reason, I didn't expect to get much out of this trip because I didn't think it could top what I had already experienced there. But a day in, I knew just how much God had been preparing my heart for this. Those entire seven days were filled with such immense joy and peace. It wasn't perfect. I got sunburned, I got grumpy, and I got tired. But each day brought new realizations about the goodness of God and his ability to pick us up from such heavy feelings of brokenness and piece us together more beautifully than he had the time before. There were two women in particular that moved me to open myself up to God's unconditional, never-ending love. The first was Annette, an 18-year-old girl left to be the head of her family at age 11 when her single mother decided to move to America. She had no desire to take on the responsibility and fell into a lifestyle that helped her avoid it. At 16, she found Christ through Vita Hoven in Nicaragua, and God gifted her with a sense of maturity and dedication that could inspire any of us to take initiative in our own lives. The second woman was Marta. She was my host mother my second year there, and has always exuded such wisdom and love. This year, she shared her testimony with our ch church Thursday afternoon during lunch, and I had never expected her story to be so heartbreaking. She was one of 16 in a family with very little. Six siblings died when she was a child and her dad was a heavy alcoholic. Growing up, he was abusive to her and her siblings and he sexually assaulted Marta when she got a bit older. She was in a really dark place for so long and hated her father for what he did and resented her mother for not being there for her. But when she found Jesus through a Vitahoven camp and laid all of her burdens down before him, she found herself forgiving her parents for everything and becoming entirely renewed with joy and love. 
She has two generations of family below her that are constantly in and out of her house, and spending a year, day there last year, I would have never expected her to come from a place that never had what she so easily pours out to others. Each Nicaraguan has a similar story of restoration and God's goodness, and never in my life have I seen his hand so evident in changing lives. Even after Nicaragua, I was so keenly aware of him working through situations in my life, and I know I've been fulfilled in ways that will remind me of God's presence for a very long time. He is so real and he is so good, and no one will express that more passionately than the Nicaraguans will. This trip constantly brings new revelations, and I am so thankful that with your help, it can be a part of my summers every year. Thank you. Rachel, thank you. Um, I got to go on that trip with Rachel, and it was amazing. So you might hear some of the same stories. Uh, my name is Brian Lever. Uh, my wife and I have four children. We have a 17-year-old, a 15-year-old, an 8-year-old, and a 2-year-old. Uh, so we're, we're quite busy. Um, we've been members at Church of the Palm since 2009, and on Student Sunday, I want to share some of you the short stories about our amazing group of teenagers uh, that we have here at Church of the Palms. Their stories are amazing. They lit me up when I was there. They were, um, you know, it was one of those, those times in, in my life that I was able to see God in a way through teenagers that I had never seen before. So I had the privilege this summer of getting to spend a week with them, uh, including my two older children. And on this mission trip to Nicaragua, we embarked on this mission with 26 members of our church family, four male uh, chaperones, one female chaperone. We had five young men and 16 young women. So thank you, Lori, our only female chaperone. Um, and we, we were in Nicaragua for eight days, and not only did we survive that trip with all of those teenage girls, uh, but we actually thrived while we were there. When I returned from this trip, uh, many people asked, you know, how was your trip? You know, the answer was always fantastic or amazing. Um, however, you know, after having some time to reflect uh, on the trip, um, our week of travel, uh, all our hard work, our, our fellowship, our worship, getting closer to Jesus, and lots of fun, I now, now tell people that it was probably, uh, you know, if it wasn't the best week of my life, it was in the top six. And I say that because I have a wife and I have four kids, so it can't be one of those five. So it's in the top six. Um, so, um, you know, many great stories to share um, with your trip, but I'm also going to tell you a little bit about Annette, who we got to work with, um, you know, this young woman who lives in a 12-foot uh, by 19-foot uh, home with her uh, seven, or five uh, younger siblings and her grandmother. We had the opportunity to uh, rebuild a more permanent home uh, for this young, young woman. She was an amazing, she's a nursing student. She's been, uh, uh, she takes care of her younger siblings. Um, she's a youth leader in her community. She has her own club, as they call it, um, and uh, she, she's amazing. Um, but what was really humbling for me was working alongside of these teenagers um, that, uh, you know, and our Nika friends that were with us you know, we saw the light shining in them each and every day. Uh, I was inspired uh, for all of our futures. These teenagers are great leaders. And with leaders like this, I think our future here at Church of the Palms is bright. It was not all work. We had a lot of fun. Uh, some of my favorite times during Nicaragua was watching our students bond and grow together in their faith through dance parties at Mega Club, uh, testimonials, bus rides. The bus rides were crazy. Um, you know, mud soccer, mud volleyball. Uh, and some of us even jumped in the lake off of a bridge. Um, I was one of those people that got to do that. So thank you. 
my absolute favorite time were in the evening worships with our Nika friends and our students where I learned so much from these young adults about their faith and how impressed I was with their willingness to serve others and the Lord. Again, our future is very bright here at Church of the Palms. So at the beginning of this adventure, my son Drew and I uh, stayed with a beautiful couple in Matagalpa for our homestay, and we just sat in the park using Google Translate to communicate because neither of us can speak Spanish and they did not speak English. Um, but we talked about our families and our faith, and uh, little did I know that what I was getting ready to hear from Alex our, uh, from our homestay was what I really ended up figuring out throughout the week. Um, and what he, what he said to me was, a, it was kind of foreshadowing, um, he quoted Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. I'm here today to tell you that with this amazing group of students, Church of the Palms has a bright future, and as a church family, we are filled with hope. Thank you. Good morning. It's nice to see a packed house, um, but we have to close soon, so I'm up here to, uh, to do just that. Um, if you ever want to know any stories, you know where to find me. I'm right next door, um, so I'd love to share at any given point in time because I was fortunate enough to go on a couple of the trips, and the stories never end. Um, the growth never ends, and the easiest way to summer it is using scripture. Um, so if we're here to talk about Jesus and the impact that he made, why not use his words to do so? And so in Matthew 7, 7, it says, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find. Um, throughout these trips, these students asked questions, um, and we did our best as leaders um, to give them answers. And they constantly sought out God, and I have no doubt um, that they found him. Um, just one quick story from middle school. Um, there was a night I was asked to write down either specific prayers or names of students whose lives I wanted to see changed um, in one of my youth leader meetings um, before worship with the worship leader and the pastor um, and every other youth pastor that was there, really. Um, and so I wrote down seven names on the back of that card, um, specific kids that I saw a lot of growth in that I knew were close um, to making that decision for Christ, to really cementing in their hearts what it meant to be a Christian. And you don't think of much when you do that. Like usual, we just pray and we just lift them up. And if they answer, they answer. Sometimes it's on our time, sometimes it's not. Um, but I went to worship that night. And at the end, an altar call was given, um, which essentially is, do you want to make a decision to follow Christ, to basically cement the word Christian on your hearts? And all seven kids to the T, whose names I wrote down on that piece of paper, raised their hands and stood up that night. Um, and so you can call it divine, you can call it an answered prayer, um, but it's easy to say that God is moving. I mean, these kids sought him with their, all their hearts and with all their minds and all their hearts, and we saw prayers answered. The same thing happened at Montreat. Um, and so I just want you to know that all of you that support these students in both prayer and deed, um, whether it's monetary or otherwise, the ones that serve, the ones that lead, um, God is constantly moving and showing up in ways that we can't imagine. Um, but it's cool to witness to, and I see it all the time. Um, I have the privilege of being the youth pastor here for all these students and going on these trips, and the other leaders can testify as well um, that God is present, that God is working, that God is active. Um, so I'm so excited to get this year started just to see what else he has in store. Um, and so, again, thank you to everyone who helped make this possible. Um, I can't wait for this coming year, and I can't wait to tell you more stories um, about what's going to come, because God is nowhere near done with these students. He's not done with this church. He's not done uh, with these leaders. And so it's going to be an amazing year, and I thank you for the opportunity and the privilege um, of being here as the youth pastor. And so we're going to close with a word of prayer and a benediction um, on this great morning. Um, so if you would, as always, we close our mornings and our nights as students um, holding hands with the person next to you. Um, so if you need to scoot a little bit or just lean really far and get an added stretch, um, find a hand. <laughs>
And dear Lord, uh, we thank you for this day, and we thank you for this morning, we thank you um, for each and every person here. As we said earlier in this time, um, in society where there seems so much hatred and bigotry, allow us to be a light, allow us to be a beacon, um, allow us to greet people with open arms and open hearts and open minds, um, and just be willing to be the love in the hands and feet of Christ. Um, And so again, we thank you for these trips and all these students and the ways that you showed up. Um, and giving us the eyes to see and the ears to hear you throughout these past months. Um, And allow us to be willing to share those stories and share our testimonies um, and be a witness to you and to those around us. So when they see us, um, they see Christians, they see Christ. Um, And allow us to have the boldness to share that gospel with them um, when the time arises and the door is open. And so as we leave this place, again, allow us to do so with smiles. Um, Allow us to leave our burdens at the door and allow us to go out into society um, to just be a light um, in a place where there's so much darkness. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. And now as we leave this place, uh, oh, yeah, we can stand for the benediction before we head out. (laughs) Um, And as we leave this place, allow us to do so with the peace and love of Christ cemented on our hearts and in our minds, um, seeking to love and serve the Lord and one another. And all God's people said, all righty, have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you.